As we continue to study John's gospel this morning, we'll be looking at verses 6 through 10 of chapter 1. John chapter 1, verses 6 through 10, we're speaking on the subject, the divine light revealed to men. Remember that these truths that we're covering, particularly the truths from verses 1 through 18, are essential truths we need to understand the rest of John's gospel. We don't need to take these truths lightly. We need to look intently at them and to include John the Baptist's ministry. John the Baptist's ministry was an important aspect of Jesus' ministry because John prepared the way. John's ministry was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 40 and Malachi chapter 3. And so it, it would seem uh, John just abruptly uh, put John's testimony here in these uh, verses where he's talking about Jesus, preparing us uh, for Jesus' arrival, he's talking about Jesus and his divinity. But again, John's uh, uh, John, the apostle, putting John the Baptist here in this passage is important for us to recognize because God sent John. John, man didn't send John, John, uh, uh, John the Baptist. God commissioned and sent John and the Old Testament prophets pointed forward to John the Baptist. I'll be saying John and John. So there's two Johns we'll be dealing with in the text. John the writer, John the apostle is the writer. There's John the Baptist that John is the apostle is going to give uh, testimony concerning in this in this section of scripture so when john says that john came and he bore witness to light he's talking about john the baptist I just want to make that point clear and uh just for context uh, we are uh covering verses in the prologue the prologue is verses uh, 1 through 18 and just for context i'll read uh, verses 1 through 18 so that we can get the the big picture here John writes in the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the life of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right uh, to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. 
and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out. This is this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me for from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace for the law was given through moses grace and truth came through jesus christ no one has ever seen god the only god who is at the father's side he has made him known again this is God's word. The Apostle John goes out of his out of his way in these 18 verses uh, to to make a point that that is the heart of Christianity. The point is this. Jesus is God. This is the heart of Christianity. This is the one of the essential truths that one must believe in order to be a believer. There are truths, there are certain truths that you must grasp, that you must understand, that you must believe, that you must trust that they are true. There are essential truths that you must know and believe. And this is one of them, that Jesus is God. John demonstrates this. He starts out his gospel with the deity of Christ, that Jesus is God. He he showed us in verses one through five that Jesus is the eternal word. He is not a created being. John told us that the word was in the beginning. He was with God and he was God. We learn that uh, this one who is the word, he is the one through whom creation was made. He is the source of life and life and his light still shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. These are truths that if you're a believer, you need to know. These aren't optional. These aren't optional truths that, that, that you need to understand. These are essential truths about Christ that you need to know that he is God, that he is deity, that he is divine. And now John takes us from the essential truths about the deity of Jesus Christ. Now he takes us and he brings us to the revelation of Jesus Christ. We need to believe that Jesus was a a uh, 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 a real person who came into the world. And this is what John is getting at. He starts with the, the deity of Jesus. Now he walks us uh, to the revelation of this one who is the word, who is divine, the one who was in the beginning, who was who was God and and who was with God. Now, John reveals him to uh, shows us that he was revealed as the light in his incarnation. And we'll see in our passage that John 
the, the apostle changes his focus to John the Baptist, as I previously, uh, previously mentioned. And John the Baptist is sent as a witness. He is sent by God to prepare the people for the coming of the light. Jesus is coming. His ministry is getting ready to start. And John the Baptist is preparing. It, uh, God sends John the Baptist to prepare for Jesus's ministry. And so this is what we are introduced to John the Baptist and the fact that he's a witness to prepare for the revelation of the light. We see this in verses six through eight and verses nine through ten. John goes back to talking about the word, Jesus Christ, where he focuses upon him as the light that comes into the world and gives light to everyone. So let's start looking at our text and we'll see the preparation, the preparation for the light. Uh, there was a man sent from God. We'll see this starting in verse number six. The preparation that the we will focus on is in six through eight, verses six through eight, the preparation. We'll see that there was a man sent from God. This man was sent for witness. This man was not the light. So starting with verse six, here we see the apostle John describes the historical appearance of John the Baptist. Look, look at verse six. It said there was a man sent from God whose name was John. There was a man or there came a man. And it's interesting that this word was, it said there was or there came a man. This is the same word that is used in the previous uh, verse number three. It's the, it's, it's the same word that is used in reference to the making of creation. Uh, it, it, it is used uh, three times. All things uh, were made through him. Talking about Jesus Christ, talking about in creation, this, the, the word here is the same as, as the was and without him was same thing, same word, not anything made that was made. This this word is used in reference to creation in verse number three. And in some sense, John is pointing us uh, to the God who created. And, and it, it, this is uh, this this man is unlike the eternal word. This man is a created being. He, he, he is a created being uh, that was uh, 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 a part of the visible created order. And this is the first thing that, that John wants us to understand, that this is a this man, that he's a creative. You say that may be obvious. But we need to we need to understand that John was a created being. He wasn't an angel. Who did God use to prepare? the way for the Messiah, a man. So we see that John is a man. He's a, uh, he's a created being. Uh, he's human. 
He's not like the divine word. So maybe also there's a contrast that John is making here. The word was and here was a man, this man who is a created being, unlike the divine word who existed, who exists forever. Edward Clink uh, observed uh, these same thoughts when he said this. He said, while there is undoubtedly an intended contrast between the word and John regarding the use of this term, talking about the word was. The use of this term, he said, the very visible presence of the term in verse six suggests that a related force is also at work here. The related force is the work of God. Listen, he said the related force is the work of God creating a witness for the word. End quote. In other words, John the Baptist is a, a manifestation of God's of the God who created all things in the beginning. Here it is. God at the beginning of Jesus ministry is doing a creative work and bringing a man on the scene. And we remember John's birth. It was miraculous. So here it is, the God who created all things. Man can't take the credit for John the Baptist's ministry. It was God at work. Uh, it, John is a manifestation of God's creative work. His purpose and his ministry was given by God. And that's what we're getting ready to see. And his ministry and, and the fact that John is a man make him real he 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 is a real historical person that prepared the way for jesus christ notice what john goes on and says he says this man was sent from god whose name is john this man named john was sent from god this is john the baptist again this word here sent uh, as you were the word from here uh, could mean from beside this man. John was sent in a sense from beside. The uh, God, the father, he's not divine. This points to the special, the special nature of his ministry. This same word from is used of Jesus Christ in verse 14, where it says, that and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have seen his glory glory as of the only son from the same word that is used here for john from the father full of grace and truth and and so what 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 john is pointing to is the special nature of john the baptist ministry that this is a ministry personally commissioned by god uh, Alpha Plummer noted here, he said that John's quote, John's mission proceeded as it were from the presence of God, end quote. John's mission was unique. He, he had a unique mission. He was chosen and divinely commissioned by God himself. God raised up John to be his human agent to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. 
And as I said earlier, his ministry did not come from man. His ministry was commissioned by God. He was a man commissioned by God. Isaiah and the significance of John's ministry, because it's significant because Isaiah prophesied John the Baptist's ministry some 700 years before John came on the scene. And Isaiah turned to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. This man, we're talking about this man who was sent from God, whose name is John. And he is prophesied of even in the Old Testament. We'll see in Isaiah 40. And after we look at Isaiah 40, we'll turn to Malachi chapter 3. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1 through 5. And you should be familiar with this. We covered this uh, at the end of last year, this section of scripture, where Isaiah says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, it's pointing to John the Baptist, a voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, of Yahweh. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places, uh, rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord of Yahweh has spoken. John's ministry would be a special ministry he will prepare the way for the one who is god he will prepare the way by calling people to repentance to confess their sins and to repent of their sins and to turn to god turn to malachi malachi chapter 3 malachi chapter 3 verse number 1 And here the prophet writes, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And, 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 and if these refer to Jesus Christ, we see that just from these verses that Jesus is God. Perhaps if you're talking to a Jehovah's Witness, you can take them to verses like this and, and point that out. Behold, I send my messenger. He will prepare the way before me and the Lord will the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. This messenger that was be sent to prepare the way uh, would be John the Baptist. I send my messenger. John is God's messenger to prepare the way 
for Jesus Christ. And the New Testament, uh, uh, the apostles uh, say, uh, use this in reference to John the Baptist. Turn to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 2. I'll start reading at verse 1. And then I read uh, 1 and 2, and then I drop down to verse number 4. So Mark chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah, the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger, before your face who will prepare who will prepare your way the voice uh, uh, one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight his paths uh, make straight uh, make his path straight uh, mark says look at verse number four john appeared uh, this is the same word was uh, that is used, there was a man. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming uh, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. This is John's ministry as a messenger is to prepare the way, calling the people to repent. He was sent. He was one who was sent and he was one who appeared with uh, speaking uh, the words uh, of God to prepare the way for the messiah and this is significant john's ministry john the baptist ministry is significant because it's been 400 years it's been 400 years since god has said anything through a prophet 400 years and now god commissions a man he hadn't done that for 400 years he now commissions a man, a special man, not just any man, a special man, a man commissioned by him to go and to prepare the way for the one who is the light. John's mission is one of a sent one. And he and John, we can say of John the Baptist that he is in a sense, one sense, he's the last of the Old Testament prophets. He's he's also one of the greatest prophets. Why? Because his ministry, he was the one who was there as the Messiah was coming on the scene. All the other prophets simply prophesied about uh, the Messiah's coming. John the Baptist, he is speaking uh, and preparing the way for the one who is God, who is right there which makes him one of the greatest prophets. And, and, and notice his mission. This man came for a witness. The purpose of John's commission was for a witness. Look at verse 7. He came as a witness to bear witness. Notice carefully that John came as a witness to bear witness. Both of these words here come from the same Greek word, witness and bear witness. The word witness is a noun and the, and, and the word to bear witness is a verb. And, 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 and both of these words are legal terms. They're, they're legal terms that 
were used for testifying or bearing witness to a judge about true facts. Witness and bear witness was like someone standing before a judge and saying, judge, let me tell you what is true. Here are the facts. Here are the true facts. And and I'm informing you of the true facts so that you can make a judgment according to the true facts. In a sense. In a sense, God is calling men and women. Into his courtroom to hear the evidence that he gives uh, concerning the Lord Jesus Christ through the Apostle John. He came to witness. He came as a witness to bear witness. Gary Bird said, said this, quote, this is the first time we see the word group for witness in the gospel. He said this group is important because it communicates what happens as the word enters the world. He says, as as if in a courtroom, evidence and witnesses will come forward to verify the truth of Jesus's case. John is the first of these witnesses. To come and verify that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. No man can come to God, the father, but through him. John came to bear witness of this reality, to bear witness of Jesus Christ. And he's the first of many witnesses. And again, it's as if the, in a courtroom, John was sent to proclaim the truth of Jesus Christ publicly. Uh, uh, Jay uh, McHall says this, he says, quote, John was indeed sent from God. But his sole task was to be a witness in the great trial in which Jesus was arraigned before the earthly tribunal and humanity thereby arraigned before God. End quote. Again, John is like one who is sent into the courtroom to testify concerning the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ. He 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 actually bore he actually bear witness to Jesus Christ. He he wasn't running around just saying that he was a witness. He actually did what he was called to do. Notice he came to bear. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. He came to bear witness about the light. Light here is a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this light, the, the light is a theme. One of the themes of John's gospel and 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 john emphasizes uh he gives truths that that even the lord says of himself turn to john chapter 3 verse 19 where jesus is emphasized jesus emphasized the fact that he is light john chapter 3 verse starting at verse 19 i read down to verse 21 john chapter 3 verse 19 says this and this is the judgment the light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Let's stop right there. Why is it that people don't want to hear about Jesus Christ? 
Now, that shouldn't stop us from telling people just because they don't want to hear. We are still to tell people about Jesus Christ. But the reason people don't want to hear about Jesus Christ, according to Jesus himself, he said, the people love darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Jesus, as the light, when you began to talk about the light, the light began to expose people for who they really are. Jesus Christ coming in, in into the world as, as a man exposed. And first, Jesus reveals the way that man is supposed to live. If somebody's doing what you're supposed to do and you're doing wrong. That kind of brings conviction to you, right? You see somebody doing something that. You know that they're doing right, but you're doing the same thing, but you're doing it wrong. Brings about conviction. And so Jesus Christ comes into the world as the light and the people. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, they love darkness rather than light because their works were evil. John, uh, Jesus says here, verse 20, for everyone who does wicked thing, things hate the light. And does not come to the light. Least his works. Look at what he says. Least his works should be exposed. But whoever, uh, but whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Turn to John chapter nine. The emphasis upon Jesus as light again. Is seen in John chapter nine, verse five. And these are just a few verses. There are more verses given in John. I just picked out these few uh, for us this morning. John chapter nine, verse five, where Jesus says of himself, as long as I am in the world, I am. This is uh, one of the I am statements of Jesus Christ. I am the light of the world. And so John the Baptist came. And his ministry was to uh, point, a, point men and women to the true light. Who is the true light? Jesus Christ. He, he, uh, Jesus Christ is the true light. Jesus Christ revealed, he's light in this way that he reveals God to man. Uh, Jesus Christ is a light in, a, in, a, in this way and that he exposes, his life exposes uh, the reality that man is sinful. Because Jesus, Jesus Christ was the only uh, uh, person to live a righteous life that was accepted by God. No one else is able to live a life that God accepts outside of the person of Jesus Christ. We have to have his righteousness imputed to us to be acceptable to God the Father. And so John came to point us to the light. It's as if John ministry says, go to Christ to see the light. Go to him. Go to him and see the light. His, his mission wasn't just to recognize or to state who Jesus was. He, instead, his mission was to bear witness about Jesus, to make sure that everyone who is hearing him knew that Jesus was the savior of the world. Are you doing that? You bear witness to the light. In telling others about the gospel. 
are you bearing witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ? We've been commissioned to do that. Collectively, as a body, and individually, as believers. We're commissioned to, to, to bear witness about Jesus Christ through the way we live, through the words that we say out of our mouths. And why? Look at John. The reason that John the Apostle gives concerning John the Baptist. Why is it that God gave John the, John the Baptist this ministry? That all might believe through him. Don't miss the through him. Through John the Baptist. Faith is, is in Jesus Christ is crucial. It's important. And John and, and, and John the apostle is pointing out that God used a man to take the message of the coming of the 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 one who is God. He was to take that message so that all might believe. Through him. John's purpose is not for people to. Think about the light. But to believe the evidence presented about the light. John is one who conducted his ministry as if he believed in what he was doing and he wanted others to believe the truth that he was presenting because he believed it, because it was the truth. And this is the same purpose that John the apostle has for his gospel that all might believe. And that and, and notice again that it, the people were to believe, not believe in John, but through John. It was through the through the John the Baptist that people were to believe that Jesus was the light. It's amazing that God uses sinful men. To bring about his purpose in this world. And so uh, this man was sent from God. He was sent for witness. And this man wasn't the light. Look at verse eight. He was not the light, even though we, we know that John was sent by God. He, he was not the light. And then perhaps John is is including this in his gospel because uh, even I believe it was the Apostle Paul dealt with this in Acts chapter in chapter in Acts chapter 19, where uh, there were still followers who were who had been baptized in John's baptism. And they 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 held John up as this this significant. He is, but he's not greater than Christ. And 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 Paul had to correct that. And maybe this is why John put this here. He John was sent by God, but he wasn't the light. He, he wasn't the light. Turn to John chapter three again. John chapter three. John chapter three. Verse twenty eight. John chapter three, verse twenty eight and verse thirty. And here is John the Baptist's own testimony 
in reference to this. John chapter 3, verse 28. He says, You yourselves said, uh, You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. Drop down to verse number 30. He says, He must increase. Uh, he must increase and I must decrease. Again, even John the Baptist uh, emphasized the, the, significance, the significance of Jesus Christ. And he pointed others to Christ. It was all about Christ. His ministry was Christ centered, like the Apostle Paul. It's not I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. John's ministry was Christ centered. And John Piper said this in reference to uh, this. Uh, this reality he said quote god could have caused the light of christ to spread in some other way he could have done it with angels he could have written the gospel in the sky with big puffy white letters made out of clouds he could have caused the wind to talk but instead god chose to call and send human beings to bear witness to the light end quote and, 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 and he adds this as well. He says, as soon as the light was in the world, as soon as Jesus came, God prepared and sent a human being right alongside the light to bear witness to the light. Jesus did not need John the Baptist to make him known. He could have managed by himself, uh, John Piper says. He was the light of the world. But evidently, God's wisdom dictates that his son should be heralded announced proclaimed by people that he sends end quote what what a marvelous thing that god uses men and women and boys and girls who are in christ to take his message to the world because we're witnesses we are called to be witnesses of jesus christ and his gospel as one writer puts it, he said, God still works through men to evangelize men. <laughs> As it was read in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 10 and 11, where God says to his people, you are my witnesses. Beloved, if you're a believer, God sent you. Not as one commission like the Apostle John, I mean, the John the Baptist, who were personally commissioned by God and his mission was prophesied in the Old Testament. Yeah, we're sent. We're commissioned in the Great Commission to go and to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're to make disciples. We're to, we're to, we're to teach them. That's, 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 that's what we're called to do. We're to tell people the truth. This, what is the true truth? The true truth is that life is only found in Jesus Christ. The true truth is, Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. The true truth is that you must believe in him, believe that he is 
that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God. And if you believe in him, you will have life in his name. That's the true truth that we must bear witness to. We must, the true truth is John 3 and 36, where Jesus says, whoever believes in the son has eternal life. We're to encourage one another with this truth. We're to bear witness. When your brother and sister feel like a failure, you're to say to them that if you believe in Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. But we're also to tell those who don't believe, whoever does not obey the son shall not see life. But the wrath of God remains in him. We're to testify to the truth about Jesus Christ. First John five, verse 11 through 12 says, and this is the testimony that God gave John. The, the apostle is talking of the testimony that God gave to the apostles, that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in his son. This is the testimony that God want to tell others. Not to point them to ourselves, but to point them to Christ. You can have life in him. Is that not important? Yes. Because as I said, when I started this, this sermon series, that what you believe about Jesus have eternal consequences. You just can't believe anything about him. You just can't run around and say anything about him and expect to please God. There are certain truths that you must know and proclaim from the rooftop and not be ashamed of who he is. John says that this is the testimony that we proclaim that God gave us eternal life. That life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. If you're a believer you have, and you have faith in Jesus Christ, you have life in God through Christ. If you're an unbeliever, in order for you to have life, you must believe that Jesus is the Christ and you must believe all the truth given to given about him in scripture. You must believe these things. It's not optional. If you want to be saved. If you want to please God, it's not optional. What you believe about Jesus Christ has eternal consequences. If Jesus Christ is who he really says he is, then we need to be telling others about him. Like one author gave an example of the des of the the uh, sense of desperation that we need to have as believers. He said, if you saw your child standing out in the middle of the road about to get hit by a car, what are you going to do? Are you going to stand by passively and watch that child get hit? Or are you going to run out there with all your strength to grab that child from that and to 
and, and bring that child from the danger that they're in. And we should have the same intention with the gospel, recognizing that if people do not believe in Jesus Christ, they are in danger. They're abiding under the wrath of God. If their, if their life was taken, if you are an unbeliever here today and your life is taken, if your next breath God decides to take, you're going to go to hell. If you don't believe in the son. This ain't nothing to play with. It, it, Christ is, is not to be played with. Christ is a reality that you must either believe or reject. And if you reject, you must face the consequences. One day you're going to stand before him. And he ain't going to be playing with you. He ain't going to take your excuses. There will, no, there will be no excuse in that day when you stand before him and have to give an account. What he's going to say is I gave you an opportunity and you turn from it for something else. That is the gospel. The good news is given to you. What are you going to do with it? This is what John was sent to do. John was John the Baptist was was he proclaimed the truth of to everyone. He said, you need to repent. It didn't matter who they were. We'll pick up verse nine. Lord willing, next week. We'll look at the revelation of the light. The revelation of the light. The revelation and the reception. How did people receive the light? We'll look at that next week. But I, I just want to press this truth that you must believe in Jesus. Christ. And I've said this before. I do not want to be one who preaches every Sunday and people who sit under my preaching who are unbelievers never recognize the truth that they need to accept Jesus Christ. I don't want that to happen. I don't want that on my resume when I stand before God and have to give an account. That's why I'm passionate the way I am. I'm not putting on a show. That's why I preach the way I preach, because I believe in what I believe. And I believe that what the Bible says about Jesus Christ is true. I believe what the Bible says about man who is, who is apart from Christ, that he is in his sins and he will die. And after he die, he will face the judgment. I believe that. And I'm going to tell you like I believe it. Until I die, until the Lord takes me home, I'm going to proclaim the truth. Hallelujah. I'm going to proclaim it unashamedly. And I'm going to cry and tell you because I believe it. And I want you to believe it. 
Now, I want you to come to Christ if you don't know Christ. Because the gift is given to you and all you need to do. If God is working in your heart, you say, well, I'm sitting here and I'm being convicted by what you're saying. Because I know that Christ, I know the, the truth about him. And, 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 and I believe that, that this truth is, is something for me. And I say to you, come to Christ. Step out on faith and, and, and believe the truth about him. And, and, and not only believe it, but, but come and make a public testimony concerning your belief in him. Tell others that you believe in him. This is what I believe about him. And I want you to know it as well. I think part of the reason the world is the way it is is because we just, we're ashamed. We're ashamed to say something about Christ. We're ashamed to make known that we are in Christ. And, and people see that and they say, if he is who he says he is, why aren't you talking about him? And people need to know. Dr. Peter Lilback years ago at Northwest, he made this statement about the world in which we live. This is why these truths are important that, that we embrace. He made this comment. He said that we live in a, not just a postmodern world, but we live in a post-Christian world. And what he meant by that was that the world in which, it's, the world in which we live is like the world was before Jesus Christ came onto the scene. Nobody knows. And this is what we'll talk about next, next week is that uh, you, you see people got all kind of things that they said that they know about Jesus Christ, but it's, it's not according to the scripture. And how are they going to come to that truth? Is that somebody who is a true believer and speaking words and with, with, that are filled with grace and with love come alongside them and say, listen, I want to help you. What you believe about Jesus Christ, that, that's not wrong. I got a project. I found out the other day that I got somebody I need to I need to work on. Because I heard heard him say something about Jesus Christ that wasn't or about God that wasn't true. So he's my project. We, but we got to be intentional like that. We got to be intentional like 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 uh, understand that. That as, as John the Baptist was sent to bear witness to the light, we are sent by Christ. Christ sends us out into the world to, to make disciples. Not, not just to, to take the, but to make disciples. The goal is to go and take the truth to them so that they can become a disciple of Jesus Christ. That they can become a learner, a follower of Jesus Christ. And we have to have the conviction and uh, and the endurance to to stay with people that we're 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 working on projects. <laughs> I don't mean that in a dis disrespectful way, but see them as a project. I, 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 God, I want this person because they don't know you. I want them to come to know Jesus Christ and the truth about him. I felt I need to park there for a minute.
because this is important. As, as you, if you watch TV, the world is getting crazier and crazier and, 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 and we're not to bow down because the world doesn't comprehend the dark, I mean, comprehend the light. That's what you really see. The world that exists around us does not comprehend the light. They don't know about, they are ignorant of the light. And we're to tell them, even if they, they reject us and they put us to death, we need to continue to tell them over and over and over in, way, in different ways, tell them and point them to Jesus Christ. Amen. If we believe in it, and I know we got some people that believe in Jesus Christ. Let us tell them. Let us tell the world. Let us let us. Let us shout, <laughs> shout from the rooftops. You don't literally have to shout. You may run people off. Let me do the shouting from here. But, you know, let it be a shout from your soul. You know, speak to people from the from your your who you are, your being that that uh, because then they realize that you really mean what you're saying. You don't want to just argue with them. You don't want to just go and try to convince them. That's God does that. God does the, the convincing. You, I, I sincerely, I sincerely want you to to know Jesus Christ. And, 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 and people, you do it over time. People will, by God's grace, will come and give you a listening ear. And I pray that God will use you to bring others to Christ. Let us let us pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you that. We can be bold. You, you called us not just to enjoy the benefits and blessings of being a believer. But you called us to make known. To make known the work of Christ, to make known the work of Christ in our lives, to make known to others the work of Christ in the life of other believers that we know about. We're to make these truths known that that you are God who saves through Jesus Christ, that 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 Jesus, the truth of Jesus Christ is the true truth. If you believe this truth. And God saves you. He'll embrace you. And, and not only help us, Father, to. Proclaim the truth, help us to live the truth. To live our lives in a way that is worthy of the gospel to live our lives in a way that is worthy of being called your child. And may our testimony be such that people recognize by our words and our deeds that Christ has come into the world and that he gave his life and that he has died and he was raised from the dead. And he walked upon this earth and that he has ascended to heaven, that he is seated at the right hand. May our lives give testimony to that reality. To the truth about Christ. So that others. May come to know him. And that you may draw them to Christ. To, to have saving faith in him. And Father, we need you. We need your grace to do this. And I thank you in Christ's name. Amen.